Today's reading is from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 9, verses 6 to 15, and is entitled, Generosity Encouraged. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work, as it is written. They have freely scattered their gifts to the poor, their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and though through your generosity will result in a thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ, and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. The good things God provides for us, let's have a little maths or economics lesson, shall we? So Paul says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. So, To help us uh, understand a little bit about what this means, I want us to think about wheat for a moment. So each stalk of wheat has about 50 kernels on it, I'm reliably told by Google. Um, So in order to show that sowing sparingly leads to reaping sparingly and sowing generously leads to reaping generously, I want you to imagine two people for me, okay? So we've got Oscar and Amanda, and each uh, plant one grain in the first year. Okay, but both Oscar and Amanda are given one kernel of wheat to plant in year one. Oscar decides that he's going to plant 10% of everything he harvests after that. And Amanda decides she's going to sow back 20% of everything she harvests after that. So let's see how this works out uh, over five years. And I'm going to rely on you to tell me whether my maths is actually right. So let's start with, uh, let's start with Oscar. And uh, I'm going to be looking for, for, for answers from all of you. So Oscar plants his one kernel in year one. So in year two, if each kernel produces 50 more kernels, how many will there be in year two? 50 times one is 50. Brilliant. You, some of you weren't so sure about that. This is the easy one. It gets harder. Um, and remember, he's going to sow back... 10%. Does anyone know 10% of 50? So, five. Brilliant. It's good to know that the finance team is, uh, is, is doing well with this so far. So, 
five kernels. So he's, he's going to plant those five kernels. Uh, so each one produces 50. So five times 50, anyone? 250, brilliant. Okay, and he's going to plant, uh, he's going to sow back 10% of 250. So 10% of 250, anyone? 25, brilliant. Okay, super. So in year four, uh, how many kernels of wheat does Oscar now have? So 25 times 50. Anyone? <laughs> Ooh. 1,250, I think. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at the math teacher and he looks as confused as me. And he's going to sew back 10% of uh, 1,250. So 1,250 divided by 10. Anyone? One, two, five. Brilliant. So, year five. One, two, five. 125 times 50. Anyone? <laughs> A lot. Brilliant. Yes. 6,250. 6, well done. At least that's what my calculator said, so I'm going with that. Uh, so, that's not bad, is it? Considering he planted just one kernel in the first year and then 10% after that. But, let's look at Amanda. So, how, do you remember how much Amanda was going to plant back every year? 20%. Now, this should be a lot easier for us in terms of the maths. Let's see. So, she plants her one kernel, just like Oscar did in year one. And uh, so, year two, how many will that be? One times 50 is 50. Brilliant. So, same as Oscar. But remember, she's going to sow back 20% of what she harvests. So what's 20% of 50, anyone? 10. Brilliant. Praise the Lord. So in year three, how many kernels of wheat will Amanda now have? So 10 times 50. 500. Brilliant. Okay. And she's going to sow back 20% of that 500. 100. Brilliant. Fantastic. I think you're auditioning for treasurer. Um, so, in year four, uh, how many kernels of wheat does Amanda now have? So, 100 times 50. 5,000. Brilliant. So, it's starting to add up now, isn't it? And she's going to sow back 20% of 5,000, which is 1,000. Brilliant. So, in year five, how many kernels of wheat does Oscar now have? 1,000 times 50. 50,000. 50,000 in year five. So that's a lot more than Oscar, isn't it? Does it do you remember how many Oscar uh, got back in year five? 6,250, and Amanda gets 50,000. That's eight times more than Oscar, even though Amanda only planted twice as much. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows generously will also reap generously 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6 now uh, I just had to do this just because of the, the, the sheer nerdiness of it so I think there's a yeah there's a comparison that gives you the the, the graph of it um, so if you to do the same thing but carry it on over 10 years, 
instead of five, just have a guess of how many kernels of wheat Amanda would have by year 10. Five billion. And how many would Oscar have? 19,531,250. Which is, I know, I know you were just on the tip of your tongue, I know you're calling, yeah. So by year 10, Amanda's generosity in sowing means that she will have reaped 256 times more than Oscar, even though she only gave twice as much. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6. So this is where we were meant to have the reading, and I completely forgot and got things modeled up, but let's just try and think just a little bit together about this. So harvest, like I said, it is a time when, well, what, what do you think of when you think of harvest? Spiders. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I, I get that, yep, okay. Abundance, yep, what are you going to, apples, yeah, good, good apple crumble sounds good. Uh, what else do you think of when you think of harvest? Farmers? The smell of Oh, full of, yeah, full of the, full of the produce in, the, in their childhood church. Yeah, it's, harvest is a time when we, sorry? Pumpkins. Yes, I know we have a lot of those in our house. Angie loves pumpkins. Uh, so it's a time for celebrating all that we have, but also sharing what we have with others. And in that Bible reading that we heard, the Apostle Paul writes to a church, a bit like ours, in a place called Corinth. Uh, and he's encouraging them to be generous. And first he tells them to remember that sowing generously leads to reaping generously. In other words, that the more we put in, the more we get out. And then he goes on to tell us three things. Why to give generously, how to give generously, and the result of giving generously. So... Let's think about each of these in turn. So, first, why to give generously? Why do you think it is that we might not give generously, first of all? Why? What, what are some of the things that stop us from, from giving? Greed. Greed? Yep. Fear. Fear. Fear of what? Fear of that if we give, we will have a Fear of not having enough. Did you say something, Julie? I think it's ours. We think it's ours? Yeah. Was there someone? Okay, no. Okay, I thought I heard something else. So, if I were to, uh, Nicola, if I were to give you, give you a little Mars bar there, would you, would you give it to Peter? Yes. You would? You'd give it to him, but then take it back. So... So why, 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 why would you give it to him and then take it back? Yeah. Yep, so... 
so it might have paid you back later, but kind of basically, again, what, what, what you were saying, that you wouldn't have something for yourself. You'd be hungry. You would, you, you'd be afraid that you wouldn't have something for yourself. Uh, so the, the, one of the biggest reasons that we, uh, we keep things to ourselves is we think that there won't be enough if we give it away. Would you agree with that? So what if I said... I've got a whole box here. Would you, would you be more inclined to give it away to Peter, Peter now? You'll share them. Well, I'm not talking about giving you the whole box. That's just greedy. <laughs> but, uh, but, but you'd probably be a little bit more inclined to, 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 to give it away if you knew that there was more. So why? Because you know that there's enough for everyone, including you. And so you feel more able to give. Uh, And in that passage, that Bible reading that we heard, Paul says that it's God who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food. So we can trust God to give us everything that we need. There is always enough with God. And Paul says God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. God has deep pockets. You're never going to get to the bottom of them. After all, he fed three million Israelites in the desert for 40 years. With him, you're not going to go hungry. With him, we don't ever have to worry that there won't be enough. So the second thing this passage talks about is how to give generously. So when we know that uh, everything that we have is God's gift to us, we're free to be generous with others about what, with what we have. So Paul says, God loves a cheerful giver. Which means that it's a kind of giving that God doesn't like. What kind of giving do you think God doesn't like? Yeah, people give it uh, hesitantly, who, who are giving it but don't really want to. So stingy giving, grumpy giving, reluctant giving, tokenistic giving, complaining giving. These are kinds of giving God doesn't like. When God gives to us, do you think he goes, oh, uh, I'm not sure if I want the sun to rise on you this, this morning. I'm sorry. Go on then, he can have the sun. Is that how you think God gives to us? It says that we don't trust God. Uh, if, when God gives to us, he gives, us, he gives to us joyfully, he gives to us abundantly, uh, because he loves us. What does it say if when we give, our, our fingers have to be pried open? What, what do you think that says? It says that we don't really trust God to give us everything that we need. What does it say if we, when we give, we kind of grumble and we murmur and complain about it? Do you think God's honored by that? Kind of says we don't really want to, kind of feel like we have to. God wants his children to give cheerfully. And do you know what the, 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 the Greek word for cheerful actually is? It's the word hilarious. God wants us to give hilariously, cheerfully, joyfully. 
Thirdly, the result of giving generously. When we give generously, other people come to know God's goodness and they're moved to sing God's praises. So Paul says that when we're generous, others will praise God because of it. He says, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. So do you know what he's saying? He's saying that you and I get to be the hands of God to someone else. Martin Luther said that God wears a mask in the world. Very rarely do we see God and his work um, among us directly. Far more often, God's hidden behind other people and other things. So think about the breakfast that you ate this morning. What did you, uh, Jed, what did you have for breakfast this morning? What did you have? You had a croissant. Did did God come down into into our kitchen and make that croissant for us in person? We could them. Okay. So all things come from God, but was, was, was God in your kitchen this morning making you breakfast? Some of you don't seem sure. I think you'll probably know. Um, but my hunch is that though God wasn't there, because all things come from God, he works to feed you through your work, through the work of others. And in the same way, when we're generous, God puts us on like a mask. Um, the people we might help might see, uh, see our faces, but underneath it is really God's generosity at work. So when people get these gifts, they're going to see it come from the resource, but actually it's coming from God through us. And when we share our food and our money generously and cheerfully with others, as we're trying to do today, and as we want to do every day, we allow God to use us as his hands and his feet. And so as we give, we pray that that mask will slip and that those who receive our gifts will see the one behind the mask, that they'll see, uh, that they'll know that the reason we've given to them is because of the incredible, indescribable gift that God's given to us. And so this reminds me uh, of some words that um, St. Teresa of Avila said. So I thought maybe we could, uh, we could say this to one another just as a way of reminding ourselves of what is true and the way that God gives through us. So let's say together, Christ has no body now on earth but ours, no hands but ours, no feet but ours. Ours are the eyes through which to look at Christ's compassion to the world. Ours are the feet with which he is to go about doing good. And ours are the hands with which he is to bless others now. So Lord Jesus, please make us generous, cheerful, hilarious givers, so that we, your church, may truly be your body here on earth, the hands and feet through which you'll bless the world. And as we give, may we give you all the glory. Amen. Amen. So what we're going to do now is we're going to invite you to to stand. We're going to sing. And uh, we're going to do a reverse offering, and I'm going to pass this round, and you take, take, take one from it as we sing. I'll start with you.